This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. Your insurance company is denying your long-term disability claim despite the fact that you've paid premiums for years and your own doctor insists that you're not well enough to work. If this sounds familiar, call Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. You'll speak with me, Brian Goldfinger, a licensed and experienced lawyer who practices exclusively on behalf of accident victims, disability claimants, and their families. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. And today, in uh, the best of moods, because the Raptors just won Game 4 against the Philadelphia 76ers in their house in Philadelphia, 101-96. to They tied the series 2-2 on the back of a seriously world-ending, sun-star-consuming performance from Kawhi Leonard. 39 points. 14 rebounds, 5 assists. I don't usually put the intro in for the reaction podcast, but I just felt like there was something to be celebrated today. So we need a little bit of James Brown and Dave Chappelle to to get us into it. So, my God, man. what Just great news, first of all. When in Raptorland, not me, as you guys know if you're a regular listener, I was was saying that, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to take game four after game three. But Game 3 was looking pretty bad in Raptorland. And as far as, like, the takes, they're pretty spicy. Uh, everybody was like, well, there goes Kawhi. I mean, he's he's gone first thing in the morning. <laughs> like, jokes like that. And then when Siakam's calf injury came out, that was definitely worrisome, I'll say. Siakam has been, far and away, the Raptors' second-best player in the playoffs thus far. And having him gone would have been like most people thought, a death sentence. He started the game. He came back in it, and you could tell throughout the game that there were obviously lingering effects for him pushing himself in that way. And that's, you know, that we dealt with the repercussions. We. They dealt with the repercussions, the Raptors, that is. And they, you know, they played hard. And Siakam, he, he wasn't able to take advantage of the... I guess the advantage is, let's say, use that word twice, great speaking, um, wasn't able to take advantage of the advantages that were given to him on offense. The open shots, like in the corner, he wasn't able to make any of those. But his defense, and his defense did falter as well. He wasn't definitely, he was not near as explosive as we're used to seeing him. He wasn't allowed to be as physical because he just didn't have the same balance base to, to go from. And, but he started the game, and he, he played the full game. He tried his damnedest, and my God, he, he did his thing. I'm, I'm very happy with Pascal. Hopefully game five, he can be a lot closer to fully healthy. That would be very transformative for the Raptors. The start of the game, 
there's three guys who deserve a ton of love. Two of them haven't were kind of on everybody's um, let's say no nobody was a big fan of them after game three is Kyle Lowry and Marcus Saul. They actually both came out playing pretty fantastic basketball, especially Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was attacking the basket. He made a pull up three. He was he was just getting the game going early. And as a Raptors fan, I'm sure anybody who was pulling for the Raptors in that game knew right away that even if it was going to be tough sledding with Siakam kind of on one leg with the 76ers playing really great basketball, Jimmy Butler playing the best playmaking style of his career, Ben Simmons playing awesome defense on uh, Kawhi Leonard, and also Ben Simmons eating glass like crazy, just being an overall positive force, the 76ers look good. Kyle Lowry coming out and knocking down a pull-up triple is larger than life for the Raptors. It's been the whole problem in games two and three was this, well, game two, Kyle Lowry was definitely better as well, but game three especially, there's this passiveness that was kind of adjoined at the hip of, you know, Kyle and Marcus All, well, Kyle Lowry and Marcus All, that is, because they just weren't looking to take advantage of the defensive mistakes and the spacing that was was given to them on offense in game three. A lot of open shots were passed up, and that affected how the 76ers played defense going forward. They were able to play a lot more aggressive on, let's say, a Kawhi Leonard, a Pascal Siakam, and it just affected and warped the whole spacing of the offense so that really Kawhi and Pascal had tough sledding, man, really tough sledding. So Kyle Lowry's aggression early on was of paramount importance to what ended up being the outcome of this game, 101-96. Another very important thing was a return to form for the Raptors to Game 3. It was the best defense in the playoffs and certainly looked the part every game. A return to form here, 101-96. And man, they, I, you got to be happy with it. You got to be proud of them because they are missing OG Ananobi. Pascal Siakam is on one leg. Fred Van Vliet, I tweeted this out, but he's less like, you know, a six-man-of-the-year candidate than he is a crumpled napkin. It just, he hasn't been able to bring anything to the floor. It's kind of crazy that he hasn't been able to create any advantages. He hasn't been able to do anything for the Raptors. And Norm Powell was good in his minutes. I thought Norm Powell did a good job, honestly. But, yeah, to get back to Kyle Lowry, even though Kawhi Leonard has been constant and unbelievably good, unbelievably good truly one of the best one of the best and i mean this one of the best playoff runs not just for the raptors but in the history of the playoffs his statistical dominance is it's almost unprecedented if kevin durant wasn't doing this in the west Kawhi leonard would be getting garnering some serious like 24 hours a day people would be having the conversation of is Kawhi leonard the best player in the league now Because Kevin Durant is doing his thing over in Golden State, and Kevin Durant is a hell of a player. A hell of a player. It's it's important, you know, it's important that he keeps doing that if he wants to keep at bay all the comments that might, you know, lift Kawhi Leonard up as the best player in the league. Because Kawhi has been so damn good that those are real, honest comments that don't sound crazy when they come into your mouth. He's been so good. So even though Kawhi Leonard has been doing that, Kyle Lowry's start to the game was, it was so important. The defense, 
um again the, you can talk about Kyle Lowry when it comes to the defense because he Kyle Lowry when it comes to the defense of the Raptors is always attached to the outcome because he's so important to the type of defense they want to play when they're scramming when they're running around trying to get back on rotations trying to make sure that they're in the right spot and when they stopped sending as many people on the offensive glass which was something they definitely did in this game when they did that, it ended up meaning that they were putting more onus on their transition defense, something that has killed them and obviously was backbreaking at parts in this game because you lose J.J. Redick in transition, that's a nightmare. I feel like players should go to jail if they lose J.J. Redick in transition. And Kyle being cognizant of where all the players are and directing traffic on defense in those play types was major, so big. Um, another guy who deserves a spotlight who has had a bad series so far. Serge Ibaka was awesome. And I mean that in that, like, he was awesome. He, even though he had those two dunks, those two shots that Embiid kind of swallowed him whole and swatted him, that's all right. Ibaka was awesome playing interior defense. He had a mid-range shot in the fourth quarter, and he didn't lose the ball. Like, he wasn't making absolute mental gaffes. He wasn't ruining Raptors' possessions. He airballed two threes. Does that suck? Yes. You know, he shot like 37% when he was in Orlando, and then for like a year and a half in Toronto, he shot 37% as well from downtown. Now, I think we look at him like he shoots at like 20%, and when he's beyond the three-point line, even if he's open, Raptors fans are like, "Mm, maybe you don't shoot that. But... He was able to bring positives in a lot of other ways. He posted up. He was, you know, aggressive on the roll. Got to the rim a couple times. Playing with Kyle and that play type was was important for his game to get back to where we expect him to have it. Jeez, um, it's hard not to just return back to Kawhi Leonard for everything. Because, man, the, he is the son of this team. Everything revolves around him. And he was so incredible. Things, I guess, things that were, you know, surprisingly effective. There was a lineup that featured, like, Fred Van Vliet, Ibaka, and McCaw. Or, sorry, not even Fred Van Vliet. There was, like, McCaw, Ibaka, Kawhi, um, and Danny Green. And I can't remember the other player that had pseudo-success. That was cool and seemed important that they were able to do that. And yeah, Nick Nurse, it seemed like, was just throwing anything at the wall that he could and trying to get it to stick, trying to make sure, hey, you know, I'm trying everything. They go down 3-1, he's not going to do it having not, you know, exhausted all of his efforts, all of his, you know, I guess, brainchild, because he had he had to find something that worked. The What they tried to close with, the mega jumbo, uh, Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka, Siakam, Leonard Lowry was pretty cool. I liked the attempt at it. And it's just, I think it would have been more successful at the end of the game there if Siakam was healthy. Siakam wasn't, so it ended up being Danny Green. And I understand the hesitation to play Danny Green that much because the three-point shot hasn't really been there. I think he's probably down below 30% or just hovering above it for the postseason now. And in this series probably worse to be honest I would I would think he's probably around 20 percent for this series which is not great he shot like 45 percent during the regular season he's one of the kings of the three-point like crown and yeah just having that you know I guess cog in your offense completely ripped away 
Siakam's three points, three pointers, the corner ones ripped away. Fred Van Vliet's three pointers ripped away. Kyle Lowry was awesome. He was really good in game two as well. So that's not gone. Kawhi Leonard has upped his, I guess, efficiency and proficiency and his prolific, I guess, attempts from three point land. He's been awesome. He hit what is one of the biggest shots in Raptors history. I know it's lame to say, but that's that's the type of history the Raptors have. You know, Kawhi's step back three pointer over Embiid and Simmons, that three really late in the game with a minute left. That's one of the biggest shots in franchise history when you consider that it was either going down three one or bring it two two to take, you know, home court advantage back. It's important. And so it's kind of come down to if Gasol and Gasol needs to keep shooting. If Gasol, Leonard, and Lowry are the only people who can make threes, we see 101-96 games where the Raptors are just leaning, leaning, leaning on Kawhi Leonard for 39 points, and they're just asking their defense to completely pull out all the stops, hold the 76ers on under 100, because the Raptors played awesome. Like, their defense was incredible. If the Raptors were able to make any damn open jump shots, they would absolutely slaughter the 76ers. And it's not and it's not like they're missing, like, tough shots. The Raptors are just missing wide open jump shots. James Ennis has apparently leapfrogged, like, five players on the Raptors, and now he's better than them. That's If you watch the series, you might think that. James Ennis is pouring in triples. They even drew up a DHO for him to come around like a little pin down and then ran it back for a DHO, like to strip his defender, and then he went up for a three. Two actions for James Ennis. Could you imagine before this series, the 76ers going to him for that in a close game? I couldn't. That seems incredible. I just, yeah, I can hardly contend with it. The Man, the takeaways from this game is basically, it's just the Raptors' defense remained incredibly good towards the end of the game finally nurse i guess told Kawhi to start operating in the pick and roll not with siakam not with siakam's man but with danny green because danny green was often guarded by jj reddick so if you want to put the 76ers in an uncomfortable position screen get the guy who's guarded by jj reddick to screen that way, if the 76ers want to switch or want to try and hedge anything, J.J. Redick, the worst defender on their team, well, let's say of the players who matter, is, is going to be involved in the action. The Raptors finally opted to do that. Obviously, we know Kawhi was massive down the stretch. Kyle Lowry was good as well. Marcus Gasol was good as well. That three was big time, even though he passed up a couple that you just kind of shake your head at. But he, he hit a big one. And to tie up the game at 84-84, that's something you, man, you need that bad. The the Raptors are so hard up for scoring right now. And I guess I'm just waiting in this series for the tension to finally just, you know, just break. And then, you know, the floodgates will open. I think they'll start shooting at like 42-43% from like games five through six. Take the series in six games. That's what I think will happen. I honestly think that's what's going to happen. Like, something has to give the Raptors. We're the best three-point shooting team from February on since the Marcus All trade. They were killing it from downtown. 
We're just waiting. It's a massive, huge part, unbelievably big part of their offense. And it's it looks like it isn't because they've just transferred so much over to Kawhi possessions. And thank God Kawhi is the Hercules Jesus figure he is because he's he's completely saved the Raptors offense. I know everybody saw prior to coming into this game, game four, when Kawhi isn't on the floor, when he's not on the floor, the Raptors offensive rating was 57. If you'd like to know where that would have ranked in the league, if stretched over a regular season, it would be the worst of all time. The worst offense of all time without him on the floor. It's just things are tough right now. The defense, awesome. Kawhi, awesome. Kyle Lowry, awesome. Marcus All, awesome. Anybody else on offense? A little bit tough, except for Serge. Serge was great. Big fan of Serge in this one. Yeah, big fan of Serge in this one. The jumbo lineup of Serge at the four, Gasol at the five, I think is a definite win for the Raptors to look at and say, okay, this is something we found that can work. And, you know, that's something they can go back to. But, man, there's a lot of offense coming from other places. Fred Van Vliet, I think, has missed 12 shots in a row in this series now. After I think he's one for 13. Over four games. And he's good. I don't even know, man. He had the worst plus-minus of anybody on the team. Because, of course, because you just you have to do it. Kawhi played 43 minutes. And, yeah. My my goodness. The uh, the Mitchell Robinson Award, which is awarded to the other team's villain, goes to uh, James Ennis III. He hit three triples on the Raptors, man, which is... Uh, it just happens to be more... It's three times as many shots as Fred Van Vliet is hitting the whole game... In the whole series, sorry. That just can't run, but that's, that's where we're operating in. And James Ennis... Couldn't cut it on Houston because he wasn't able to hit threes. And he couldn't defend. So when Houston tried to lock down, he he didn't fit on their team. But apparently with Philadelphia, he's capable of doing it. Just so villainous. And it's it's not that he's truly the guy killing the Raptors. It's just that the juxtaposition of the Raptors bench with six-man-of-the-year candidate Fred Van Vliet putting up offers. It, and then the juxtaposition of that with James Ennis hitting three triples in a game, not even all of them wide open. It's heartbreaking, man. It's backbreaking. Reggie Evans' award, so easy, goes to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has been carrying this team, lifting this team. He had 14 damn rebounds in this game as well. I just, he does everything for the team right now, and he's he's killing it. There's there's nobody else who would deserve the Reggie Evans award. It's, I There's nobody like Kawhi Leonard right now. They're just, there's nobody like him. The top quick reaction comment is from Craptor. Even before this game, Kawhi was already my favorite Raptor of all time. Now he's probably my favorite NBA player of all time. Comes up huge in every situation, humble and classy, a consummate team player. What else is there left to say about Kawhi Anthony Leonard? No matter what happens next and wherever you play, I will always root for you unless it's against the Raptors, which I hope will never happen. And then just to show love to another one, Luke, that's how Cavs fans must have felt when they had LeBron James. You're damn right that's how they must have felt. I, it, it's been a bit too you know anxiety-inducing lately, but I found myself in the first round just giggling, like laughing, 
at a lot of things that Kawhi was doing. Once the Raptors went up 2-1, I was like, okay, I think they're going to do this in five. But my goodness, my goodness. it's it's There's a lot of stress-inducing things going on in this series that I'm not laughing when Kawhi does things. I'm just sitting there pumping my fists slowly and just kind of like letting the beads of sweat run down from my face. But my God, it's, it is something else to have a guy like Kawhi Leonard play for your team. 2-2, back to Toronto, and we're all in this together, guys. Let's let's try and stay positive. I think that they can do this. I said Raps and Six. I still believe in Raps and Six. Honest to goodness. If you're listening to this at night, at you know, at day, whenever you get around to it, I hope your day is truly blessed. Go Raptors, and goodbye. <laughs>